your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And the Avalanche get by the Los Angeles Kings in a two-game sweep. And the Avalanche are are playing well. Uh, and the the scores maybe don't really show it. Last last night's or yesterday's win was a good solid win. Uh, but they have been just skating by and, and getting wins. And we'll talk about why that might be a good thing for the Avalanche going forward. Uh, we'll get into Philip Grubauer because, once again, the knock on the Avs was, do they have the goaltending? Philip Grubauer is answering that question. So we will get into that. And when the news broke last week of the ESPN-NHL contract, uh, I had taken Friday off. So um, if you follow me on Twitter, you kind of know where I stand on this, but I'll get into it maybe a little bit more in depth as to why it's uh, overall it's a good thing, but I have massive issues with ESPN. So uh, we'll get into all that. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Search for, excuse me, just send question, comments, concerns, opinions to Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. <clears throat> all right. So the Avalanche, uh, overall, they're, they're, they're starting to play well. They're starting to get some some more victories. Uh, but the thing that everybody is going to right now is they are out shooting teams by an ungodly amount and are just getting by, by the skin of their teeth in these games and getting wins. I mean, they, they have, out of the last seven games, five wins. Uh, points in in six of those. Uh, so they they have. Let me let me see if I got this correct. So they going back to the third of March. They have shut out San Jose, and then they had a back to back against the Ducks, where they won one and lost one, and then they lost outright the first game to Arizona, and then an overtime win against. Arizona in the second game, and then these last two against L.A., they took both of those games. But in how many of these games has the opposing goalie just been Patrick Waugh-like? It's been incredible to see how many shots on goal the Avalanche are getting, and, you know, they're they're getting, like, the the anti-Ranta game, uh, they won 2-1 to in overtime. And then the first game against the Kings, they had they went up against uh, which I know his last name, first name is uh, Peterson. I'm trying to remember his for uh, Calvin Calvin Peterson, and he saved forty four shots. I think, uh, yeah, forty four shots because they they had an empty netter. It's just been like, are you kidding me? Like the Avalanche are getting so the forty six shots on goal in that one. Yesterday's game, they had another forty one shots on goal. Uh, in the Arizona game, they had forty shots on goal. I believe like it, it's not for lack of trying. 
I've never seen anything like the Avalanche have offensive production consistently. And the other goalie is just like out of this world good. You have to start asking yourself, how much of it is really the goalie and how much of it is the Avalanche? Are they not hitting their spots? And I had a conversation with Kyle Sullivan. You don't know Kyle about this. And, you know, he Peter McNabb had said something on the broadcast about it where, you know, the Avalanche maybe just aren't hitting their spots right now. And, and, and to some extent that might be true. But, I, I mean, at this stage in the game, you're halfway through the season. And you're playing all the time. You know what I mean? You're not having these these long layoffs in between games. You should be on your game in terms of what spots you want to hit. Um, and he, there, there is some accuracy in what he's saying. It, it, you know, when you go back and look, there's very few, like, oh, my God, saves um, that they're they're kind of just throwing their, their glove hand out and making an incredible save. A lot of them are right into the chest of a goalie, which is an easy save to make. It's not to say these goalies aren't doing well. I mean, you have that many shots thrown at you. Uh, you, you would think three or four of them would get by them, but it's just not happening. And last night's game, they looked a, a lot better. I mean, that Nazem Kadri to Andre Burgovsky goal was an absolute thing of beauty. If you haven't seen it, man, like th- those Kadri with an absolutely gorgeous saucer pass to Burkowski who's skating away from him and the second the puck hits the ice Burkowski like chips it like a golf shot uh, right in front of the net right in front of the goalie and it gets past him just an absolutely beautiful looking goal that's what the avalanche tried to do almost too much but there you can definitely say wow that was a, a beautiful goal overall they, they, they played a, a very good game the defense on this team even with being down Makar and Byram, still continues to play at a great level. And yesterday's game, I think Coach Bednar is getting a little bit more comfortable giving these guys more ice time. Now, Taves still skated over 27, 27 and a half minutes. Gerard was down a little bit, 23 minutes. But the other guys... Jacob McDonald, 16 minutes. Graves, just shy of 20. Greg Patteron, over 17. And Renouf had over 14. You're not seeing that nine minutes for a guy or 10 minutes or 11 minutes. Like they all are hovering around 15 minutes. The lowest one was Renouf, who had 14 minutes and 16 seconds. He, so he's getting a little bit more comfortable playing these guys all the time. And I know Gerard and, and Taves are probably happy with that, although Taves did play a lot yesterday. So you're starting to see, uh, because these guys that have been playing right now, really across the board, mainly on the defensive end, but this roster is the roster we've had for a few weeks now. And you're seeing it play out on the ice that they're starting to win games because you don't have this massive revolving door turnaround. That's going to happen again when you get Makar and Byram back. Who knows what's going on with EJ? Uh, Nazem Kadri put a very cryptic Instagram post up the other day, if you haven't seen it. It's a very odd picture with Avalanche players surrounding um, Pavel Francouz in goal. Uh, I don't know what that means, and he didn't really say anything, 
about it. Nobody's really kind of said, well, I think he might be coming back. And I do believe Kale McCarr is in that photo, but that just could be because he's Kale McCarr. I don't know. But whatever that means is separate to the fact that the roster that you you see in front of you right now, uh, you're seeing the benefits of that being a consistent roster in the Avalanche playing more consistently. And look at what they're doing. For, you know, Forget about the goals that they're not scoring. They're getting 40-plus shots on goal every single game. And that's not a fluke. That's a team who is starting to hit a stride. And I think we might start seeing, you know, and maybe last night was uh, a game where, you know, they got four goals in that game and they looked better. You know, they, they, they seemed like they were, they were in both games. They really had dominated both games. Uh, but at some point when you keep putting that many shots on net, you're you're not going to score one or two goals every game. You're going to start scoring four-plus goals a game. And maybe last night was the start of that. I don't know. But the one good thing that you can take out of all of those close games, I know it's not, maybe it's anxiety-driven for the viewer, uh, not having a game wrapped up that you should have wrapped up in, in the third or halfway through the third, and you're only up one or two, and the oppo- opposing team, even though they shouldn't still be in it, is those games are what the avalanche wants and you want to come out on top of them because that prepares you for the playoffs and the playoffs are not that far away so you yeah from from a fan standpoint a viewer standpoint you want a game where the avalanche win five to one it's easy skating you know you you're up and down, and and you you know you have as many shots on goal as as they've been having, and there's no stress involved. Well, there's going to be stress involved come playoff time. You're not going to have those games in the playoffs. So by playing those games now and winning those games now, you can be prepared for when those games happen in the playoffs because there's stress induced games come playoff time. And, you know, if, if you just went sailing through the regular season uh, and never had a team that really pressed you, you know, and the first time you experience that in the playoffs, that's not good. So the Avs are experiencing it in the regular season and they're winning those games and that's only benefiting them for now and come playoff time. So look at it as a good thing. And I know it's stressful, but it's still a good thing. So... All right, let's get into uh, one of our sponsors for the day. First of all, I want to tell everybody about a, a bracket challenge that we here at Lockdown have. We just got word of this. So, uh, you know, March Madness is here. Everybody goes crazy about filling out brackets. And uh, we're having our own bracket challenge. So you can join our Lockdown Listener Bracket Challenge group. We're doing it through ESPN. Uh, submit your March, Mad- March Madness picks. You can beat your favorite hosts. And if you win... You will get a guest appearance on the Locked On Today show. That's our daily news podcast. Uh, The link to join the show will be in the show notes of this episode. So sign up, get your picks in, and uh, see if you can beat some Locked On hosts. I probably will take take advantage of that and get on that. It's always fun. Why not? As much as I have in the past. I'm a Michigan man, so I can tell you uh, I will probably have them winning it all. Um, but 
go on. It'll be fun. And maybe we'll get a, be a guest appearance on Locked On today. After you do that, head over to BuiltBar.com. And we've been talking about BuiltBar.com for quite a while. And if you have been someone who has tried them and used that promo code to buy a pack of Built Bar and you've tried your favorite flavor, flavors, well, now is the time to vote on your favorite player because Built Bar is having their own bracket challenge, bracket madness out there right now. Isn't it always in March? So go over to BuiltBar.com. They are having matchups between all of the individual flavors that they have. And in the end, one winner will be crowned. So whatever one you have as your favorite, mine, I have to go with that brownie coconut. I still think that is the the best one I've had so far. I don't think it's lost yet. I think it's still in the running. So uh, head over to BuiltBar.com and vote. They have two matches up each day, and uh, we'll have a winner. So after that, go to the checkout. Fill up your basket. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15, and 15% comes off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. And then check back in to see who won the matchups. And who knows, maybe your flavor will be crowned number one. All right, we'll be right back. So maybe I'm beating a dead horse here, and... If you listen to this show on a daily basis, and if you watch the Avalanche on a daily basis or whenever they play, you know probably the MVP of this team. I think before Kale McCarr got hurt, you could definitely make an argument for Kale McCarr. Uh, Since he's been hurt and he's missed a handful of games, I think you have to give the most valuable player to the Avalanche right now to Philip Grubauer. And not only is he the MVP of the Avalanche, uh, you know, goalies, I, I, I don't know the last time a goalie won a, won a heart trophy. We probably go look that up, but I don't think he would be in the running for that because you have, you know, a couple guys up north who are doing incredible work for a heart trophy. But the goalies look for the Vesna trophy. And he is, man, if he's not the front runner, he is one of them or in second place. But God, he is putting on a show each and every night. He's had a, a mix-up. I think, what was it? He gave up five goals, I think, um, to San Jose. I think they had an empty netter when they won 6-2. to two. Yeah, they did have an empty netter. So, you know, you're going to have those fluky games where things just aren't. But that wasn't all his fault. That That was a total team meltdown. In that game in particular, you know, every Vezina Trophy winner is going to have a game or two where they're not on the ball. That's to be expected. But what Philip Grubauer is doing uh, for a team that is lacking a true backup goalie in a season where you are playing every other day, it has been a joy to watch him doing what he's doing. The confidence level in this guy is off the charts right now. <clears throat> so he might get a break here. And again, because of COVID and things that happened with the avalanche, they should have had, they should be going into a three day off stretch right now, but they're not. So they have Monday off and then they are playing Tuesday against Anaheim. Does he play that game? I, I don't know. I, you would have to think at some point during this week, he gets a day off. 
uh, because next week they do have a a back to back against Arizona. Does he run uh, the gauntlet until then and get one of those days off? Is what they could do. Let's see here. Uh, if they gave him, I'm trying to see where you could get two. I mean, you could get two days off in a row anywhere. I guess. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. So, um, but that that's coming up. That's this week. What he's done up until this point, uh, not only is, is great for his self-confidence, uh, we went into the season not knowing. We, we were talking about so many things when it came to Philip Grubauer, how this was a put-up-or-shut-up year for him. Would he be the true number one? Would Francois push him? Would Francois be the number one? There was so much things up in the air. Could he get through a full season healthy? We are not through a full season yet, so that question, you know, we can't answer that one yet. But so far, he's playing lights-out hockey. And we've said it before on the show. What was the one thing that everybody was saying the Avalanche didn't have? What would be the one thing that would prevent them from going out and winning a cup? Goaltending. You can't say that anymore. You can't. The way that he's playing right now, he's playing Stanley Cup-level hockey. The rest of the team has been hit or miss, but if I told you at the beginning of the season, the one constant for the Avalanche would be the goalkeeping. And, you know, everything else might be, there'd be other areas where you'd be like, oh, that's questionable or that's questionable. You would say there's no way. You would have more confidence in someone like Nathan McKinnon going off and putting up Connor McDavid numbers than Philip Grubauer being a Vezin Trophy candidate. But it's flipped. You know, Nathan McKinnon is doing fine. I'm not trying to say he's not. But uh, I don't think he's in a Hart Trophy candidate right now. But Grubauer is definitely a Vezin Trophy candidate. And I don't know how you can see it any other way. Now, whether or not he wins it, honestly, in my opinion, doesn't matter. It's one of those things where it's tr- it, you, you always hear... When someone says, oh, it's just an honor to be not, to be nominated, and the Grammys were last night, you probably heard it a million times. I don't watch the Grammys because they're terrible, but you probably heard it. Or if it's the Oscars, oh, it's just an honor to be nominated. In this case, for Grubauer, sure, he would want to win it, but just being nominated is a victory from all the stuff you heard about him and how the Avalanche are suspect because of their goalkeeping. For him to be a candidate and kind of shut those people up uh, would be a victory. And if he won it, that is complete icing on the cake. (laughs) And do the Avs have their goalie for the future? You you never can tell on that. And this is, you know, a handful of games into a really good season that he's having. But for this year, for right now, he might be the best goalie in the league and he's playing like it. Uh, there's other goalies out there that are having spectacular seasons, and he is right up there with them. So uh, you just hope he can continue it. And they, we keep going back to the Avs make a move to bring in a backup goalie. We still don't know. And, and again, they know more than we do on what's going on with Francois. So if they feel like he is coming back and they, they can just hold the line until he gets back, maybe he's coming back next week. Say he's coming back uh, at the beginning of, of April even. If they know he's coming back and they have a date that they just haven't told us, 
then you just do your damnedest to get to that point. If it's not, do you make a move? I would. I hope that they would be smart enough to, to do something like that. I think that they are. And we'll just have to put our faith in Joe Sackick. You know, he knows what he's doing up to this point. So uh, to not address the backup goalie situation right now makes me think they do feel like Pablo Francois would be coming back. Remains to be seen. Regardless, uh, Philip Grubauer has been spectacular to watch, and you don't want him to break down you know, sometime in April, right before the playoffs start. You want him fresh and healthy and ready to go. And the workload that he has right now is tough to keep up. So we shall see what they do. All right, let's hear from our next sponsor of the day, and then we're going to get into some ESPN talk. And uh, before we do that, BetOnline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And like we said, football might be over, but the NBA is here. College basketball, March Madness is here. And the NHL, of course, are in full swing. You can even bet on award shows like the Grammys, the TV shows, the reality TV shows, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet. It is free to sign up. Head over to the website or even use your mobile device. And when you sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so last week, uh, the rumors were going around for a little while that ESPN wanted to get back into uh, hockey and the NHL. And rumors were swirling that they were getting a deal in place and the NHL's contract with NBC was running out and it'd be beneficial for the NHL to kind of go to somewhere like ESPN. And it came to fruition and there is a deal. It is a pretty creative deal with ESPN. It's a seven year contract and I won't go into the specifics of it. Uh, but but it's not exclusive to ESPN. I think there is still going to be NBC involved in this somehow. Uh, but NHL, the the NHL center ice, whatever they're calling it now, is pretty much going away and going over to ESPN. ESPN will be covering four Stanley Cup finals out of those seven years. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> if you follow me on Twitter... Uh, I wasn't too happy about it, and and I want to be clear. It's not that I don't think it's a good move for the NHL. It, it is in in the aspect of uh, it will get probably more viewers uh, across the globe and reach more people than than NBC can reach. ESPN just has that that reach of uh, you know subscribers. That I don't think NBC can can match. Nobody can really match it. Uh, you know, ESPN is part of Disney, and Disney is global. So, in that aspect, yes, it's a smart move, and I'm not trying to say it's a bad deal. My issues come with ESPN and how they now cover sports. It is less about the sports, and it is less about the team, and it is all about ESPN and how they cover the sport. And individual players. And, you know, if you're okay with that, 
fine. But I've been trying to tell people like your viewing experience is about to change. You will no longer just be watching a hockey game. You will have to watch a hockey game and all of the flair that comes with ESPN and how great they are and all these stupid innovations that they're going to try to do. And when people tell them it's stupid, uh, then they back off on it. They do it all the time. You can't just tune into ESPN and watch a basketball game or watch a baseball game and now watch a hockey game. You have to tune in and see everything else that comes with it. And it's annoying. They really blur the line of sports journalism and TMZ. And, you know, they try these things and, and it's almost like they just throw stuff at the wall just to see what sticks rather than having a conversation in a boardroom thinking like, do you think people want this? They put it out there and then people tell them they don't want it and then they pull it back and then they get ridiculed forever because they decide to put it out there in the first place. One thing I'm talking about is they do things like when Steph Curry came into the league for the NBA and kind of really changed the game with the amount of three-point shots he takes. ESPN decided it was a good idea to, whenever somebody takes a three-pointer, to make the three-point line glow. Like we didn't know they were taking a three-point shot. And people were like, that is dumb. Take that away. I, I d- it just completely took you out of the game. Literally, that's what they did. If, if, and it, didn't, it wasn't just Steph Curry. Any game they broadcast, if someone took a three-point shot, they had a computer graphic that was its almost like the, the first and ten line. Uh, the the three-point line would glow just so we knew someone was taking a three-pointer because Steph Curry does it, and he's the hot ticket item right now, so let, let's placate to him. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, if you thought the glow puck was stupid... And, you know, for some of the younger viewers, if you don't know what the glow puck is, please go to YouTube and just uh, YouTube it. When Fox got hockey back in the 90s, they thought it was cool to put a little uh, blue hologram that would follow the puck around for people at home that just struggled following the puck. And then when someone took a slap shot, they had a red tail coming out of it, like because it was going really fast. Uh, it's been dragged through the mud and it was made fun of immediately. They kept it for a while. Um, but that is the stuff that ESPN likes to do. They, they think it makes the viewing experience better. And in my opinion, it doesn't this pat the, you know, the, uh, the playoffs for football, how it went to, um, I think it was a wildcard weekend could watch the regular game on whatever. And then they had, the game simulcast on Nickelodeon and they had all those fun, uh, you know, whenever somebody scored a touchdown, they would like computer graphic, like, you know, green slime being thrown all over. Like it was on Nickelodeon. That's where that stuff belongs. Uh, ESPN will do that stuff. (laughs) Normal, maybe not to that extreme, but that's the point I'm trying to make it. It will be a different, different experience. And I don't think people are really, prepared for it. Um, and we're already seeing kind of, uh, people like the Stephen A. Smith's of the world go on this five minute rant about how ESPN has hockey. So he has to tell you everything he knows about hockey, which is five things, uh, that all he knows about hockey. 
And, you know, it's been no secret that ESPN doesn't really give a damn about hockey or cover it. And now they will because they have a contract with it. And that's what ESPN has become. It has become a place to go. It's the worldwide leader in sports that they have a contract with. And in that aspect, you know, uh, the sport's going to get more coverage. It's not going to be anywhere near how they cover football. They have 57 football experts and former players. And that's another thing. They will inundate us with retired players uh, and give them a job to talk about hockey just because they've played the sport. I know that's true for a lot of sports, how, you know, um, you know, when someone retires from a sport, they pretty much always go into the booth or to ESPN or to wh- wherever they want to go to talk about it. Sometimes they're not the best people to, it just doesn't translate well to television sometimes. Um, but, you know, ESPN will probably try to force guys into retirement and say, you retire, you have a job with us. Well, and take that for what it's worth. But my point is uh, ESPN is big on themselves and they, they, they try too hard to make your viewing experience um, what they think is enjoyable and it's not. They can't just show the game. It's got to be about them and how they're covering it and how creative they're being when really they're being kind of ridiculous. So to me, if you can avoid all that stuff, if you can ignore it, just watch a game and then move on, fine. But sometimes because ESPN has such a long reach, it's tough to avoid that stuff. And, you know, for the next seven years, we will we'll have it. So... I know people are excited about this. Um, in, in some aspects, I am. Like I said, the, the reach of ESPN uh, does make me a little bit happy. And you know, in in my in another view, it's, I'd like this little island that we're on with the NHL. But you can't have that and be sustainable. You do have to grow the sport. So I can only hope ESPN just. Uh, lets the games shine and them not be the ones to try to make them shine but that will remain to be seen let me know what you think i know a lot of people are excited about it tell me why you are or are not so uh that will be i could go on and on and on about espn um i could probably do like a locked on why i hate espn but uh i don't think the powers that be would let me do that so uh that'll be it let me know what you guys think. Locked on avalanche at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in each and every day. It's always appreciated. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Stay safe, especially the people in Colorado with all that snow. See you tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.